service this weekend with Tomi. His name is Tomi Erayomi. He's from Africa, but he lives in uh, London now. And uh, he brought me up front to do a demonstration about the <laughs> anointing. It's, it's almost hard for me to even talk about it. About Elijah and Elisha and how he took a double anointing and he took his coat and he and and when Tommy was on on the stage you can look at it it was televised it's on you can live stream and he threw that cloak over top of my head and I'm like oh my goodness it's the most and he kept touching me he kept talking as he was teaching he said there was a double anointing and then he said not only did he have his cloak but he said, I want a double anointing. So he took the other coat, and he had this other coat, and he threw that over top of me. And I was like, holy smokes, I'm standing in front of bishops, and I'm about to fall in his lap because this anointing produces anointing, right? Right? That's not my message. That was just the commercial break for the beginning. We on? Let me turn down a little bit in the monitor. This screen that you can't read because things look better on your laptop than they do on this projection. Is the title of my message today is It's So Believable. Would you say that? It's so believable. Look at somebody sitting next to you and say, It's so believable. Look to the other person on the other side. If they're across the aisle, just tell them, say, It's so believable. I want to look in John chapter 20 this morning. We're just going to read. I like reading entire accounts in scripture because it gives you the context, right? Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, everybody say, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple. The one whom Jesus loved, who was that? Who was that? John. She said, they've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running. I say they were both running. How many of you know when there's a resurrection happens, there's something inside you that causes you to just run to it? But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed that the linen wrappings were laying there while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up, lying apart from the other wrappings. And we know why that was, right? Because in Jewish culture, when they would eat dinner, if they were finished eating their dinner, they just threw their napkin down. But if they were just temporarily leaving the table to return at another time, they would fold their napkin and put it on their plate. So Jesus folded the napkin as a as a Jewish symbol saying 
I'm going away, but I'm coming back. Right? We love you. Can't get enough. Say, all this is for you, Jesus. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first went in. Say, he went in. And he saw and believed. Say that. Say, he went in. He saw. He believed. I did not see that in that context until just now as I was reading it. That's not underlined in my notes. Everybody say, he went in. What else he do? He believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that, Jesus, that said, Jesus must rise from the dead. What'd they do? They all went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. Say, she stooped and looked in. What did the other guy do? He went in. He saw. He believed. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head, other sitting at the foot, the place of the body Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying, the angels asked her. Because they've taken away my Lord, she replied. I don't know where they've put him. So she turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus. Say, it was Jesus. But she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? What did he ask her? Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Say that, please. Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Uh, Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you put him and I will go get him. What did Jesus say to her? One word. He said one word. What did he say? Say it again. Mary. And she's gone, Mr. Mr. Gardener guy, um, if you took him away, could you tell me where he is? She didn't know who she was talking to, right? Who you know? Sometimes you might not know who you're talking to till Jesus says your name. And when He says your name, whew, something to be in front of Jesus. But when you're in front of Him and He says your name. What did he say to her? Mary. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. So she turned to him. Okay, don't cling to me, Jesus said. For I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but go find my brothers, he said, and tell them I'm ascending to my Father, so that, and to your Father, to my God, and to your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them. What did she do? She found the disciples and what did she do? She told them. What did she tell them? I've seen the Lord. Say that please. Say, I've seen the Lord. And then she gave them what? His message. 
he told her something to tell him, right? That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. Say behind locked doors. Where were they? Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Jesus was standing there among them. I love it in scriptures. If you don't think Jesus had a sense of humor, you don't know Jesus. Because you've got to understand that Jesus is in glorified, he's, he's re in resurrected form, right? They're standing in this locked room. And if you read in some texts, it says, um, probably in the message version, that he scared the bejeebies out of them. Whatever bejeebies are, they got scared. He just showed up, they turned around. There's Jesus standing in the room. And he always said, there's something in the spirit world where they go, oh, don't be afraid. No, you just saw like a, like a ghost or something. An, an angel comes, right? They go, ah! He goes, oh, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid, right? I don't know why to me that's funny, but they're in the locked room. And because they didn't, they didn't know Jesus in that form. I mean, you know, Jesus takes on different forms, right? He can, he can, right? Watch this. He said, peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so am I. Doing what? Sending you. Then what'd he do? What'd he do? What happened after he breathed on them? They received the Holy Spirit. How'd they receive the Holy Spirit? If you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, because he was a twin, right? Was not with the others when Jesus came. So don't beat him up so much. He wasn't there. He didn't see it. But they told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said, what? I won't read. I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand in the wound of his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. This time, Thomas was with them. Everybody say, this time, Thomas was with them. They had a thing about locking doors, right? <laughs> the doors were locked. Everybody say, but suddenly. Say, at, suddenly as before. Have you ever had a suddenly as before moment in God where, where sometimes you need a suddenly? If you haven't had a suddenly in God yet, you need to have a suddenly where there's no way. That song said, you made a way where there was no way. How did you know there was no way, right? Why'd you think that? Suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound. Now, one version actually says, he, it said, thrust your hand into my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And Thomas, in verse 28 says what? My Lord and my God. Now, I'd like to suggest that he didn't just touch the wound in his side because I, I looked this up. It says he thrust his hand 
into the womb. He's got his hand inside Jesus' body. And what's his response? My Lord and my God. I was doubting 35 seconds ago, but when I put my hand into that opening that he had for me to put in, something changed. And I said, my Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you've seen me, but blessed some versions say more blessed are those who believe without seeing me. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in the book. But these are written, why? Read. So that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by, read, believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. So in scriptures, we have many incredible accounts that we read. They're not stories. If you're going to talk about something, and if you've been around me long enough, you know one of my hook phrases is, this stuff in the Bible's not stories. Say they're not stories. Why do I have you repeat stuff while I'm preaching so you don't go to sleep? Okay. <laughs> Somebody say, Shh, let's see, let's listen and see. Uh, he's over there. He's over there. These are actual accounts. How many of you know everything that we, a lot of what we call Bible stories are actual accounts? They, it really happened. Now, do you know there are some people that believe some of the stuff in the Bible didn't really happen? I've, I've talked to people that said, well, that, that didn't really happen. Like, David didn't really kill Goliath. That's all symbolic. He was struggling with something internally in the Goliath inside. Well, that's an application. There's, how many of you know in Scripture, there's only one interpretation, but there's many applications that could apply. But you can't tell me that that didn't happen. Do you know how I know that happened? Because the Holy Spirit revealed it to me as I was reading it. No, this is a real thing. I really did this. I took this little guy, you know, that was out with the sheep. And I knew he was the only one on the planet that could take this guy down. So how many of you know when it's bigger than you and it doesn't make sense? That's God. Tell somebody sitting next to you, say, when it's bigger than you and it doesn't make sense, it's probably God. Some people say Jesus didn't actually resurrect bodily. You know, the Jehovah Witnesses teach that Jesus resurrected in spirit form only, but his body turned into like gases. How many of you know, if there was no bodily resurrection, there was no use to have the death or the burial or the cross? Because without the resurrection... See, many other religious leaders did a lot of stuff for their people and they died. And they still died. They still dead. They're, they're dead. I remember, I remember we were talking with, uh, who was it, Kat? Jordan Hupp. Jordy Hupp. He had, he had this little guinea pig and 
you know, I'm like a kid, so you go to a house with a guinea pig. I'm not allowed to have guinea pigs in my house. Because you know why? Because his last name's Pig. <laughs> so I'm like, that won't fly. That won't fly. A cat flew for a while. Dog didn't fly. Dog didn't fly. I don't think I had, we didn't have piranhas. Piranhas were at my mom's house. They didn't move to our house. Maybe I had piranhas. I fed them chicken. It's fine. So, so he had this little guinea pig, and I said, hey, Jordy. Now he's Jordan, but, you know, back then he was Jordy. I said, hey, how's your, how's your little guinea pig, how's your little guinea pig doing? And he said, oh, my guinea, my guinea pig is good. I said, he died? He said, no, he's good. <laughs> took me a while to connect that, but, but, but um, a lot of these, you know, Muhammad, good. <laughs> he not good, he really died. And, and he was buried, and guess what? I bet you if you go and dig up where he's buried, guess what you'll find? A bunch of bones, because he didn't resurrect in bodily form. Only Jesus Christ, who shed his blood for us on Calvary, died and rose again so that we could believe. Amen? Stay with me. We're going to fly. Now the Sadducees, they didn't believe in a resurrection. Everybody say believe. Say it's so believable. Now the, the, the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. So they were sad, you see. You got to believe in the resurrection. Say you got to believe in the resurrection. <laughs> Say believing in the resurrection is not optional. Then we have something called doubt. Everybody say doubt. Now, do you know there's certain atmospheres that are created with certain words? I had somebody on my Facebook page, not on my page, on Facebook, and he was using some words that didn't have one, two, three, or five letters in them on his page. <coughs> and I said, oh, don't say that, don't say that. Well, I'm upset. I said, do you know when you're upset and you use that word, it makes you more upset? But you're using that word derogatorily toward another person thinking it's going to destroy them when it's self-imploding inside you and, and they're out on the beach drinking a pina colada lying in the sun and you're all messed up because you've got these words going on inside of you that who told you that? Who, remember we had, a, we had a preacher from Bethany that oh no she wasn't from Bethany she was Bethany right? And she remember that? How many of you were here? Did you get that message? Who told you that? Can we put that can we put that word in the atmosphere and say who told you that? Right? That's why I like to say things, because words create worlds. Thoughts, it all starts with a thought. As a man thinks, so is he. So thoughts become words. Words become actions. Actions become your character. So where does it go back to? What are you thinking? What do you, what do you think? See how many times cattle say that? What, what, are, you, what are you thinking? <laughs> what, she usually said, what were you thinking, right? <laughs> she doesn't say that to me too much now, but. So 
If I say believe, say believe, how do you feel when you say that? Now watch, watch. Say doubt. Doubt. Now, say doubt like you're happy. Doubt. Don't you feel slightly stupid right now? That's just <laughs> say believe. Now, one thing that, that God dropped in my spirit about a month ago, a couple months ago, and if you're in my understand, how many are in my understanding God class? Are you here today? Now, they said they were going to amen anything I said, and they were going to bring signs. They said they were going to bring signs. Do you have your signs? The scripture said, these signs shall follow them that believe you forgot your signs. It's a great class. We love that. You, are you enjoying understanding God? Yes, yes, okay. Oh, there's Laurel. Yes, she's a... <laughs> if Laurel's in the class, that's all you need. It's, it's never a dull moment in there, huh? But, but something that I've been hearing people say, now, we talk about something God did, right? So we pray for someone, and we say, well, 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 we know what happened, and I say, Lori, oh, you're not going to believe this. Like, we prayed for this lady, and, like, she couldn't walk, and she started walking after. It was unbelievable. Now, did you see what we just put in the air? I put two words in the, in the air that I shouldn't put in the word. What did I tell her to begin with? I automatically said, you're going to doubt this. Why? What did I say? You're not going to believe this. Say that. Say it. You're not going to believe this. Okay? No, we need to change that terminology. And when we go up and talk to somebody, we've got to say, Margaret, you are going to believe this. Because this is so believable. How many believers are in the room this morning? Raise your hand if you're a believer. Are you a believer? If you're a believer, you have to stop saying unbelievable because that means un-not believable. Okay? So when you start to say something, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Margaret, this is so believable. Now, if you say that to someone because they're not used to you, I like to say things that, that people aren't used to hearing, you know, like I sneeze. Achoo. And Teresa says, and I say, he does. And they go, huh? I, well, no, no, you just said God bless me, and I just want to let you know that he does. So, when, so if I sneeze and you say God bless you, I, I said that one of my Jewish employees back in the day, he was Jewish, he still is Jewish. <laughs> he just won't say Jesus. I'm getting to him. He's almost there. Danny, Danny Cat, and it, it got to the point in our office that when I sneezed, he would just say, "I know he does. I know he does. I know he does." <laughs> say you're going to believe this. Say it again. You're going to believe it. Say it again. You're going to believe. It. See, I, that has to get in you. Why am I going to believe it? Because it's so believable. So then, once we tell what happened. We got to say, isn't that so believable? Because you got to understand in the word believe, everybody say believe. There's this little word in the middle of believe that puts you into doubt. Spell it B E L I E. Now, who told you that? Who told you that lie? Who said you were going to die? 
who said, well, the doctor told me, you know, the doctor told me. Well, the, you know, I'm not anti-doctors, but how many of you know, you got to stop listening to people because people say some stuff about you because it's lack in themselves and they want themselves to look better than you. So they're going to degrade you and try to knock you down to make themselves look better but you can't believe that stuff because you're a believer and if that person in front of you is not a believer, they're only functioning in the flesh. How many of you know you can't hear the things of God unless you're in the spirit? I just got revelation on this verse. The scripture says, eye has not seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered where? Into the heart of man. That Why? That's the flesh. Eyes flesh ears flesh heart of man flesh it can't enter there it has to enter because spirit speaks to spirit and if you're a believer i'm telling you how many is a believer how many of your believers this morning you believer believer if somebody's not doesn't have their hand up lay hands on them and start <laughs> praying that they get saved right need something here why do we believe the scripture says we believe because we have seen and we heard remember when she went into the tomb what did she do she went in she saw she believed you can't see these really cool clothes so I'll tell you Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. I'll say that again if you're taking notes. I'll say that again because you're taking notes. Right? Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. You got to step out. Remember that message a long time ago about stepping out in faith, right? Watch this. The only way God's plans will fail is if you take it into your own hands. Now we pray and say, we say, God, here's my problem and I want you to take it. Take it. Take it, God. Take it. Take it. Take it. What did you say? She's, she's having a hard time. Okay. Why? I'm not, I gotta let go. I gotta say, God, here. You, the scripture doesn't say, here, God, take it. You know what the scripture says? Cast your cares on him. Sometimes you gotta cast it. Sometimes you gotta just throw it at him and say, God, I can't do this anymore. I can't take this anymore. I've had this in my ha hands too long. I know that you're God that's able to do abundant above what I could ask or think because I've heard a lot about this and I've seen it for a lot of other people. How many of you know it's easier to have faith for, your, for other people, but when it comes to your little house, you go, oh, oh, brother, pray for me. I had one, little, one lady back in the day. She said, oh, brother Mark, pray for me. The devil's been beating me up so bad. I said, what did you do to warrant the manifest presence of the devil to show up right in front of you? Because the devil's not omnipresent. The devil is a spirit. Say the devil is a spirit. 
Say, God is spirit. Say, God is omnipresent. We think the devil's everywhere all the time. He's not. Don't give him credit for that. He's an angel. Angels can't be everywhere at the same time. Angels can only be at one place at one time. Aren't you glad that he's where he is and he can't come out of there? But, but because greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. And the scripture said that he's in the world. He's the prince of power of what? The air. Everybody say he's the prince of power of the air. So when we put words out, where do those words go? They go in the air. Now, we're praying to change the ground. We're praying to change the situation. We're praying to change the person. But you don't change people from the ground. You change people from the air. It's an atmospheric thing. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers and rulers. Where are they? In high places. Where's that at? That's in the air. A lot of the countries, you know what they have? They have something that's called... What is it called, Sherry? Air. Give me that word. Air. Air. Air what? Air. It's called, it's called like air, air control, where, these, where the countries need to have the, 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 the control over the air, you know, because one time, I think it was in North Korea, and, you know, we were having all that issue with North Korea, and President Trump, he didn't send bombs over. He just sent the plane over. He wanted that plane to just fly over. Didn't do anything. Ooh, what, I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm just showing you I could do something here if I wanted to do it. I just want you to be aware that we, we're in control of the air here. We can do something in the air that you can't do on the ground. <laughs> and what comes from the air can destroy what's on the ground. So, so we need to put words into the air that say, oh no, no, I can do all things through Christ. I'm the head and not the tail. Don't tell me I'm not going to make it. Who told, who told you that? You know, the only time I think the devil could manifest in, in physical form in front of you is when somebody gets in front of you. And they're so full of the devil you know, you can get some people that are so full of the devil, human beings. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. If you don't believe, I used to think there were like 1% of people were demon-possessed back in the day. I think it bumped up to about 37.5%. You can't tell me that you're not full of the devil if you say once that baby is born, even though the... the um, even though the abortion went bad, that I can still decide to kill it. That's, that's not even wrong. That's evil, right? That's, e that's just plain evil. That's of the devil. There's a lot of stuff happening in our air that's of the devil. And do you know one reason why it's happening so prevalently? is because there are Christians that won't open their mouth and say anything because they don't believe they say they're believers but they're listening to the lies and so they keep their mouth shut how many of you know if you don't speak up you're almost automatically in agreement with what's being said how many of you know you have a choice and a right by god to speak the truth to speak the truth to speak the truth right okay Now, we overcome by two things. The blood of the lamb. Everybody say the blood of the lamb. And the word of our testimony. 
Now, we had some things that you would say, it's unbelievable. What's the girls' name group called? The Belonging? $10,000. Need $10,000. Oh. I'll go, $10,000. That's unbelievable. How's that going to happen? Who knows what happened? Do you know there's more than $10,000? There's not $10,000. That's, that, that's not accurate. There's more than $10,000 right? Why? We, we believe that CD's sticking. Take this. Why do you believe that? Somebody told you. Now, real quick. How many of you in this room has God actually done something that maybe back in the day you would have said that was unbelievable? Like, I just can't believe that God did that. How many? Like, God really worked a miracle in you, okay? Did you keep your hands up. I need to see them. Keep your hands up. Okay, now, if that happened to you, why don't you stand up? Oh, Lord Jesus, help us, everyone. At least when I preach, you pray. Oh, Lord. Now, I didn't say everybody stand up. Only if you said you had something un unbelievable happen to you. Now, I want you to find somebody, especially if they're sitting, or if they're not sitting, just find somebody else. And I want you to just quickly, when I release you, I want you to tell them what happened. Now, I want to give you a little secret about how to tell your testimony. Say, this is how you tell your testimony. Say that. <laughs> this is how you tell your testimony. This is how you tell your testimony. Okay? You missed it. Um, do you know what diminishes the glory from God when you tell your testimony? Is when it's too long. And you tell every single detail. You know, oh, you know, I was in the hospital, and oh, you know, I was feeling bad, and I went to the hospital, and oh, these two nurses, oh, you should have seen these two nurses. They were so nice. They were so nice. No, no, the one brought me a cupcake. I wasn't supposed to have it, and he brought, she brought me a cupcake. Oh, she's so nice. When I get better, I'm going to send her a card for that. Yeah, it's going to be so good. And oh, man, then it got really bad. And we go on and on. Don't do that. Because then that puts the attention on you and the story and takes away the glory. Okay? How do you know how to tell a testimony? Talk to the guy that was blind. Jesus comes up to this blind man, right? Spits in and puts it on his eyes. What happens? He gets healed, right? He goes and to the people and they're like, hey, hey, who, who was that guy? And tell us a story. Would you tell us your testimony? And you know what he says? I don't know. And they said, where is he? Where's the guy? What happened? He said, I don't know. All I know is once I was blind and now I see. Woo! Good. Goobly goops. If that doesn't, that's a testimony right there. So I want you to go tell them. Tell them what happened and tell them what God did. Keep it in sentence form, not paragraph. Keep it in sentence form. And I want you to go. Go ahead. Go. Go tell somebody. Go tell somebody. We're going to take about... You have about a minute. Find somebody. I want you to tell them what God did. <clears throat> tell them about this thing that God did that was so unbelievable. We're going to take one minute. If people are not in the sanctuary, they're going to think we're finished, but we're not finished yet. Air superiority, air superiority yes. Thank you.
Check one, two. Mark. Green. Green. Okay, you have about 10 more seconds. 10 more seconds. Ten more seconds. Five more seconds. Everybody sit down. Please return to your seats. Okay, everybody listen. Okay. Did you how many of you heard something that you would have thought originally, Bob, that was so unbelievable? Did some did you hear something who if you heard from someone else, an incredible thing that God did, raise your hand. Did you hear that? Okay. Now, I want to tell you something. You know, the scripture says, musicians can come if you want. We're almost done. You're going, miracles. <laughs> He's done. Why don't we believe? You know, we don't believe because we get it so much in our head of doubt that we can't believe. And we, when you try to figure things out, everybody say, when you try to figure things out, for sure you'll doubt. <clears throat> that was good, Pastor Mark. You should have put that in your notes. I want to tell you something I do. And this is an amazing thing. And I, how many of you know my family had a circus, right? My family came from Italy. They had a circus, right? Some of you just got revelation. Uh-huh. <laughs> that explains it right there. That's what it is. That's what. Don't, don't clap for that. That's awful. That's horrible. That's horrible. We'll have an altar call after my message, and I want to see all those clappers down here repenting and crying out to God for forgiveness. Now, here's what happens. So. I, I love doing magic shows in front of kids. I love doing them in public schools and public facilities. You know why? Some of the things I say have prayer and Jesus attached to them. And once I'm on that stage in a school or in a, in a public facility, they can, I make sure they give me my check first. But then, then I'll say it. I'll, I'll say stuff, and, and, and they can't stop me. But an interesting thing about why I like doing magic shows for kids as opposed to adults when I do a magic show for adults, and I do some of those for, you know what they're doing? And you can feel it. You know, if you're ever in front of a crowd, you can feel stuff, you know? I was feeling stuff when you guys just clapped because I said I was in the circus. I was not in the circus. I was family camp. <laughs> erase the drive. Uh, er, please erase the whiteboard. Please erase it. Okay. Everybody erased? Okay. But adults go, I'm going to figure out how he did that. I want to figure out how he did that. I know how you did that. You know how many adults tell me that? I know how you did that. Do you know what the kids do? Wow. Wow. 
What does the scripture say? You have to have faith like a child. Why? Because children don't try to figure stuff out. They just believe it. That's why you got to watch what you're saying around your small children because they'll believe what you say even if it's a lie. Okay? So I want to show you something. Can everybody see? I have three ropes. I have a short rope. I have a longer rope. Where'd my music go? And I have a longer rope, right? Now, to make sure that these ropes are not weird or anything, I want an adult to examine the ropes, please. Thank you so much. That was so wonderful. <laughs> How many ropes do I have? Three ropes. Okay, I'm going to bring this rope up over here. I'm going to bring this rope up over here. And I'm going to take this other one up here. How many ropes do I have? How many loops do I have? Three. Okay. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these ropes. Uh, I have a short rope, a medium-sized rope, and a really long rope. Wait a minute. They're all the same size. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something went wrong here. I'm going to tie these together. I'm going to throw that one away. Okay, wait, I'll just use these because I have them tied together. Okay, now, some of you are already sitting there going, I don't know how he did. I'm trying to figure that out, okay? But, but some things in God you're going to see that are just so believable. It's going to be so believable to you when I say I'm going to start the whole thing over again with one really, 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 really long rope. You know, it's funny. How many of you know when God speaks to you, he speaks to you even in bottle caps? I got an honesty bottle cap. I never look inside. Who looks inside a bottle? You know what it says? There's something written in here. You know what it says? I got this last Thursday. In order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. It says that in my bottle cap. Can you believe that? If he used a donkey, he'll use anything. He'll even use you, right? <coughs> okay. If you were told something... I want like just a couple people. If you were told something that really hit you by someone like, wow. If you said, wow, that's so believable to the person that was telling you that. I want two or three, three or four of you come down. Just somebody come down quick, quick. We got like a few seconds. If you were told something by someone, not the person, I don't want you to tell me yours. I want you to tell me what you heard from someone. Who heard something? chickens <laughs> who heard something raise your hand raise your hand up if somebody told you something who who had something chris did okay he's going to tell you now how do you give a testimony sentence not paragraph right tell me what somebody okay. told you okay okay here we go all right so laurel had a great story Hold it close. Hold it close. where she had uh <coughs> she was uh going through some rough times and uh Christmas was coming up, and 
didn't have a lot of money, so she asked the kids, you know, just come up with a couple things that you want for Christmas, and I'll try to make it happen. Well, then in November, right before Christmas, she got a check from the government. Here she had overpaid in taxes, so she got $1,000. Everybody say, that was so believable. Now, did somebody else over here have their hand up? Who else had their hand up? Who else was told? Did no one tell you anything? Or weren't you listening when they told you? Maybe you weren't listening. When they did somebody tell you something? Okay, somebody told you something? Now, here's, here's our thing. Here's how we have to say it. Now, when he starts, he's going to say, you're going to believe this. No, you have to say that. You have to say that. You have to, you're going to tell what somebody said, right? Okay, so he's going to start out. Why? Because we're not going to say, this is so unbelievable. He's going to say, this is so believable. And then he's going to tell you what they told you, right? Say this is so This is going to be believable. Yes. This gentleman sitting right here uh-huh. will be that God giving you faith. Yes, amen. That's so believable. Somebody else, who told you something? Who told you? Somebody, somebody's pointing. Did somebody tell you something? Oh, no, no, I want to hear from the, did you hear the story? story that I had that, um, where were you? She was at her house and there was a bad spirit in there and she prayed out to God and it disappeared. And that just happened to me in Pittsburgh like two weeks ago in our hotel room. Say that's so believable. Some, who else was told something? Who else was told something? Were you told something? Somebody. I see fingers, but I don't know who they're pointing to. Oh, up front. Exercise. Somebody told you something. She's going to start out. What's she going to say? This is, you're going to believe, you're going to believe, you're going to believe this, right? Okay, go ahead. Tell them you're going to believe this and tell them what they told you. You're going to believe this. I was told that uh, the gentleman had cancer twice and through surgery he got through both of them and he's still alive today and I needed to hear that. Amen. Say, that's so believable, right? One more. One more. Who was told something? Chickens. Chickens. Everybody just say, walk, 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 walk. That's where chickens come in. One more. One more. Give me a good one. Everything's a good one. Anybody hear anything? Nobody heard anything? You heard something? Okay, what are you going to say? It's so believable. This is so believable. Patty prayed for her ex-husband to be saved, and he received Jesus. Woo! Say, that's so believable. Let's stand up. Let's all stand. Musician. Musician. How many of you know that you'll never change your life until you step out of your comfort zone? And change begins at the end of your comfort zone. If you change how you think, that's where it starts. Now, in this season, and I'm saying this prophetically over this house, you're in this room right now this room's this word's for you if you're listening to this 
on a DVD or a, see, this word's for you. In this season, do I say that? In this season, when is that? Now. God is pouring out blessings and miracles, signs and wonders upon you and your house that no man could do. Matter of fact, many people will say it'll never happen. There's no way. But God said, I'm releasing in this atmosphere. That word was air superiority. Say that, air superiority. How many of you know you have air superiority? And I'm praying over you right now that there would be a release in your mouth that when you open your mouth, that you're releasing things in the atmosphere and in the air in this season that is going to release healings, that the lame will leap, the blind will see, the deaf will hear again, even dead people will be raised up. Are you kidding me? Do you know why we believe that in this house? Because it happened right there. We weren't here. We were on vacation, and someone named Pauline Stevenson died right there with no heartbeat, no pulse and then what now she's driving around in florida wilder than she ever was ever we've been there we saw her why is that that is so believable shout it so believable shout it it's so believable one more time there are so many things in god now believe it for yourself 